Welcome to the Bracket Gene Mutation and Cancer Awareness Podcast. I am Christina Henry of MidlifeStylist.com. I am a registered nurse with a BRCA2 gene mutation. My podcast will raise awareness of BRCA1 and 2 gene mutations and their link to an increased cancer risk. BRCA gene mutations affect males and females equally but there isn't a lot of awareness in the community of the cancers that male carriers are at risk of. My podcast aims to change that. I will also discuss other topics of interest such as genetic counselling and testing, cancer screening and prophylactic surgery. If you would like to know more about BRCA1 and 2 gene mutations, this podcast is for you. Thanks for joining me. BRCA gene mutations and prostate cancer. Men with the BRCA2 gene mutation have an increased risk of getting prostate cancer. I have been putting off talking about this on my podcast and in my blog because it is so personal. Prostate cancer has affected my family for the last three generations and I can't talk about it without feeling emotional. I have been a registered nurse for 35 years the last 20 in surgical wards, including urology. In other words, I have a lot of experience caring for men with prostate cancer. Often when I take care of them, I am reminded of the way prostate cancer affected my father. Prostate cancer didn't kill dad, but it made his life hell for his remaining years. Dad was older when he got prostate cancer and it wasn't an aggressive type. His doctor managed to resect it early on, but then it came back. The treatment meant that he needed an indwelling catheter to drain his bladder for his final few years. Because he was on blood thinners, as so many seniors are, he had frequent episodes of bleeding in his bladder. The catheter would block with blood clots and he'd end up in hospital to have it unblocked. Unblocking a catheter is painful and can lead to other problems like urinary tract infections. Dad had sepsis a few times because of this. Poor Dad, he really suffered. It was extremely hard to see him go through this and feel powerless to help him. He lived overseas so I could only Skype him and fly overseas to visit once or twice a year. My brother has stage 4 prostate cancer, diagnosed last year when he was 56. Prostate cancer that is diagnosed in this relatively young age group is often aggressive. The average time from diagnosis to death for stage 4 prostate cancer is only 3 years. That is why early detection is vital. This episode is to raise awareness of prostate cancer not just for BRCA2 gene mutation carriers, but for all men and their families. Prostate cancer statistics. One in six men in Australia will be diagnosed with prostate cancer by the age of 85. Prostate cancer is the second most common cancer diagnosed and the third most common cancer death. Prostate cancer is more common in older men with 
90% of cases diagnosed in men over 65 years. The five-year survival rate for prostate cancer is 95%. In the US, the lifetime risk of prostate cancer is 16%. Other than skin cancer, prostate cancer is the most common cancer in American men. About one man in eight will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The average age of men at diagnosis is about 66. Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in the US. About one in 41 men will die of prostate cancer. Symptoms of prostate enlargement. Symptoms that occur are called lower urinary tract symptoms the stream of urine being weak, having to go to the toilet more often, especially at night, having to go urgently, trouble starting to pass urine, dribbling of urine after going to the toilet, and the bladder not feeling empty. Some of the symptoms may be due to benign prostate hyperplasia or BPH. This is a common condition affecting approximately 1 in 2 men over the age of 50 and not cancerous. It can be treated successfully. Many men ignore the symptoms though. The longer the symptoms are ignored, the more likely it is that treatment won't be as effective. One long-term effect is an atonic bladder, where the bladder has lost its ability to pass urine. A bladder outlet obstruction can result in kidney damage, so seek medical attention early to ensure these complications don't occur. Prostate cancer may have no symptoms or the following may occur. Unexplained weight loss, frequent need or sudden need to urinate, blood in the urine or semen, pain especially in the lower back, hips or pelvis. These are not always signs of prostate cancer, but if they occur, you need to see your doctor. It is so important that men don't ignore symptoms such as poor urinary stream, blood in the urine, pain when passing urine, or getting up to the toilet multiple times at night. Diagnosing prostate cancer. There is no one simple test for prostate cancer. Doctors will use a combination of a blood test called the prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, and digital rectal examination. These tests only show changes in the prostate. If there are changes identified, a urologist will usually do other tests such as a biopsy, an MRI, CT scan, or a bone scan. These tests are used to stage the cancer and will guide treatment. The biopsy will show the grade of cancer, whether the cancer is aggressive or not. Treatment depends on the stage of the cancer and its risk of progression. The Cancer Council has an easy to understand guide on this. A link is on the website. Prostate cancer treatments. Treatment can include active surveillance, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, surgery, or androgen deprivation therapy. Active surveillance may be used as if the 
cancer is low risk and not expected to advance quickly. Treatments have their own side effects and downsides. For example, the surgery, a radical prostatectomy, may cause impotence, incontinence and infertility. Radiotherapy can also cause damage to the surrounding areas such as the bowel. Androgen deprivation therapy, which blocks the production of testosterone, a hormone required by the prostate cancer to grow, may be used. This may result in decreased bone density, hot flushes, reduced sex drive, weight gain and other issues. Chemotherapy may be used to control the growth of prostate cancer if it is spread to other parts of the body. It may cause hair loss, fatigue and decreased blood counts. Risk factors for prostate cancer. A risk factor is anything that increases your risk of cancer. A risk factor does not mean you will develop cancer. Several factors may affect a man's risk of getting prostate cancer. Age, rapidly increased risk after the age of 50. Prostate cancer is rare in under 40s. 60% are older than 65. Family history of prostate, breast or ovarian cancer, especially BRCA1 and 2 gene mutations. Prostate cancer seems to run in some families like my own. My grandfather, father and brother have all had prostate cancer. Inherited gene causes are thought to play a role in about 10% of prostate cancers. However, most prostate cancer occurs in men without a family history. A father or brother diagnosed with prostate cancer before age 60. Having a father or brother with prostate cancer more than doubles a man's risk of developing it. This risk is higher if, his, if it is his brother. The risk is also elevated if he has several, several affected relatives and if they were younger at diagnosis. Race or ethnicity. In the US, prostate cancer develops more in African American men and in Caribbean men of African ancestry than other races. It is less common in Asian American men than in non-Hispanic whites. Geography, most common in North America, Northwestern Europe, Australia and on Caribbean islands. Less common in Asia, Africa, Central America and South America. Incidence of prostate cancer in BRCA gene mutation carriers. The EMBRACE study found that BRCA2 carriers are at a two to five times higher risk of prostate cancer than men in the general population. The estimated cumulative risk of developing prostate cancer by age 85 was 29% for BRCA1 and 60% for BRCA2 carriers. Germline mutations in the BRCA2 gene increase the risk for prostate cancer by 8.6 fold in men less than 65 years. The lifetime risk is increased for men with a BRCA2 gene mutation at 20 to 25%. 
There is no convincing evidence of an increased risk for BRCA1 carriers. However, men with a BRCA1 gene mutation may have an earlier onset of prostate cancer. They are also more likely to be diagnosed with an aggressive form of prostate cancer. Men with Lynch syndrome, also known as hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer, or HNPCC, a condition caused by inherited gene changes, have an increased risk for a number of cancers, including prostate cancer. Mutations in DNA repair genes such as PALB2, CHEK2, ATM and RAD51D may also be responsible for some prostate cancers. Other genetic causes are mentioned in an excellent information source which I have linked on my website. See midlifestylist.com if you are interested in reading more about this. Factors with less clear effects on prostate cancer risk. Diet. There is an increased risk with dairy products and a high amount of calcium. Studies are unclear though, with some finding no risk. Obesity. Some studies have found obese men may have a lower risk of slower growing prostate cancer, but a high risk for fast growing prostate cancer. Smoking. Most studies have found no link between smoking and prostate cancer. Chemical exposures. Some link between chemicals that firefighters are exposed to and prostate cancer. Inflammation of the prostate. Prostatitis may be linked to an increased risk of prostate cancer, but the link is unclear as inflammation is often seen in samples of prostate tissue that also contain cancer. Sexually transmitted diseases. Studies are yet to find a conclusion as study results differ. Vasectomy. Some studies suggest that men who have had a vasectomy may be at increased risk, but other studies have not found this. Prostate cancer in my family. As I've mentioned previously in this podcast, Prostate cancer and melanomas are the cancers that have shown up the most in my family. The BRCA2 gene mutation passed down from my grandfather to my father and then to me. Possibly my brother has it too because he was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer last year and also has had a melanoma. Often when genetic mutations are passed down through the males they aren't picked up. When there are high numbers of female relatives with breast or ovarian cancer that raises the suspicion of a genetic mutation. Arguably there has been more research into genetic links with female cancers. I would like to see more awareness campaigns and research about the male cancers that have genetic links. It could easily have been missed in my family. I was just lucky that my cousin alerted me to it. Being aware of genetic mutation gives you the ability to have earlier and more frequent screening and treatment may be different as well. How do you know if your family is high risk? High risk families are those with three or more first degree relatives with prostate cancer, prostate cancer in three or more generations, 
and an early age of prostate cancer diagnosis in at least two first-degree relatives, usually siblings. High-risk families have twice the incidence than in the general population. Options for diagnosis and treatment for high-risk families. Early diagnosis is crucial in high-risk men due to the aggressive nature of the prostate cancer they get. The IMPACT study is currently evaluating the utility of PSA-based screening in asymptomatic bracket 1 and 2 genetic mutation carriers. Interim results show that men with BRCA2 mutations may benefit from systematic PSA screening. Personalised treatment for BRCA gene mutation carriers. Radical treatments are preferred to surveillance even for low-risk cases. The treatment for prostate cancer can be personalised for men with BRCA gene mutations. Targeted drugs can slow the progression of the disease. In 2020, the FDA in the US approved two new drugs, drugs for men with BRCA-positive metastatic prostate cancer that have stopped responding to other treatments. Rucaparib and Oloparib are PARP inhibitors that work by shutting down the cancer cell's ability to fix its DNA. These drugs have already been used for other BRCA-positive cancers and are well tolerated with side effects similar to mild chemotherapy. As personalised therapies, they work only for men with BRCA-positive prostate cancer and just half of the treated men will benefit. Tumours also become resistant to therapy within 6 to 12 months. Whether PARP inhibitors actually lengthen survival for men with metastatic prostate cancer is still being investigated. They give prostate cancer sufferers some glimmer of hope though. Genetic testing is required to determine a patient's eligibility for receiving these drugs. Genetic testing has shown that mutations are much more common than previously thought. Other genetic mutations are also being uncovered. To conclude, I would just like to say that knowing your family health history is important. Don't ignore symptoms as treatment is more likely to be successful if the cancer is diagnosed early. Genetic testing of men with a family history of prostate cancer will help to identify those men who are at risk. Targeted therapies offer some hope to people with a BRCA genetic mutation and are now available for men with prostate cancer. Do you want to learn more about BRCA gene mutations and cancer awareness? Find me at midlifestylist.com where you can read about this and living a healthy lifestyle. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. If there is a topic you would like me to talk about, you can contact me via midlifestylist.com. Thank you for listening.